Section 8 of Expository Thoughts on the Gospel of St. Luke, Volume 1, by J. C. Ryle. Chapter 1, verses 46 to 56. The Virgin Mary's Song of Praise. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Marianne. Luke, chapter 1, verses 46 to 56. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Saviour. For he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden. For, behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud, in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seats, and exalted them of low degree. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He hath holpen his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. As he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and his seed for ever. And Mary abode with her about three months, and return to her own house. These verses contain the Virgin Mary's famous hymn of praise in the prospect of becoming the mother of our Lord. Next to the Lord's Prayer, perhaps, few passages of Scripture are better known than this. Wherever the Church of England prayer book is used, this hymn forms part of the evening service, and we need not wonder that the compilers of the prayer-book gave it so prominent a place. No words can express more aptly the praise for redeeming mercy which ought to form part of the public worship of every branch of Christ's church. Let us mark, firstly, the full acquaintance with Scripture which this hymn exhibits. We are reminded, as we read it, of many expressions in the book of Psalms. Above all, we are reminded of the Song of Hannah in the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2, etc. It is evident that the memory of the Blessed Virgin was stored with Scripture. She was familiar, whether by hearing or by reading, with the Old Testament. And so, when out of the abundance of her heart her mouth spoke, she gave vent to her feelings in scriptural language. Moved by the Holy Ghost to break forth into praise, she chooses language which the Holy Ghost had already consecrated and used. Let us strive, every year we live, to become more deeply acquainted with Scripture. Let us study it, search into it, dig into it, meditate on it, until it dwell in us richly. Colossians chapter 2 verse 16 In particular, let us labor to make ourselves familiar with those parts of the Bible which, like the book of Psalms, describe the experience of the saints of old. We shall find it most helpful to us in all our approaches to God. It will supply us with the best and most suitable language, both for the expression of our wants and thanksgivings. Such knowledge of the Bible can doubtless never be attained without regular, daily study. But the time spent on such study is never misspent. It will bear fruit after many days. Let us mark, secondly, in this hymn of praise, the Virgin Mary's deep humility. 
she who was chosen of god to the high honour of being messiah's mother speaks of her own low estate and acknowledges her need of a saviour she does not let fall a word to show that she regarded herself as a sinless immaculate person on the contrary she uses language of one who has been taught by the grace of god to feel her own sins and so far from being able to save others requires a saviour for her own soul we may safely affirm that none would be more forward to reprove the honour paid by the romish church to the virgin mary than the virgin mary herself let us copy this holy humility of our lord's mother while we steadfastly refuse to regard her as a mediator or to pray to her like her let us be lowly in our own eyes and think little of ourselves humility is the highest grace that can adorn the christian character it is a true saying of an old divine that a man has just so much christianity as he has humility it is the grace which of all is most becoming to human nature above all it is the grace which is within the reach of every converted person all are not rich all are not learned all are not highly gifted all are not preachers but all children of god may be clothed with humility let us mark thirdly the lively thankfulness of the virgin mary it stands out prominently in all the early part of her hymn her soul magnifies the lord her spirit rejoices in god all generations shall call her blessed great things have been done for her we can scarcely enter into the full extent of feelings which a holy jewess would experience on finding herself in mary's position but we should try to recollect them as we read her repeated expressions of praise we too shall do well to walk in mary's steps in this matter and cultivate a thankful spirit it has ever been a mark of god's most distinguished saints in every age david in the old testament and st paul in the new are remarkable for their thankfulness we seldom read much of their writings without finding them blessing and praising god let us rise from our beds every morning with a deep conviction that we are debtors and that every day we have more mercies than we deserve let us look around us every week as we travel through the world and see whether we have not much to thank god for if our hearts are in the right place we shall never find any difficulty in building an ebenezer well would it be if our prayers and supplications were more mingled with thanksgiving first samuel chapter seven verse twelve philippians chapter four verse six let us mark fourthly the experimental acquaintance with god's former dealings with his people which the virgin mary possessed she speaks of god as one whose mercy is on them that fear him as one who scatters the proud and puts down the mighty and sends the rich empty away as one who exalteth them of low degree and filleth the hungry with good things she spoke no doubt in recollection of old testament history she remembered how israel's god had put down pharaoh and the canaanites and the philistines and sennacherib and haman and belshazzar she remembered how he had exalted joseph and moses and samuel and david and esther and daniel 
and never allowed his chosen people to be completely destroyed. And in all God's dealings with herself, in placing honor upon a poor woman of Nazareth, in raising up Messiah in such a dry ground as the Jewish nation seemed to have become, she traced the handiwork of Israel's covenant God. The true Christian should always give close attention to Bible history and the lives of individual saints. Let us often examine the footsteps of the flock. Canticles, chapter 1, verse 8. Such study throws light on God's mode of dealing with his people. He is of one mind. What he does for them, and to them, in time past, he is likely to do in time to come. Such study will teach us what to expect, check unwarrantable expectations, and encourage us when cast down. Happy is that man whose mind is well stored with such knowledge. It will make him patient and hopeful. Let us mark, lastly, the firm grasp which the Virgin Mary had of Bible promises. She ends her hymn of praise by declaring that God has blessed Israel in remembrance of his mercy, and that he has done, as he spake to our fathers, to Abraham and his seed for ever. These words show clearly that she remembered the old promise made to Abraham, In thee shall all nations of the earth be blessed. And it is evident that in the approaching birth of her son she regarded this promise as about to be fulfilled. Let us learn from this holy woman's example to lay firm hold on Bible promises. It is of the deepest importance to our peace to do so. Promises are, in fact, the manna that we should daily eat, and the water that we should daily drink, as we travel through the wilderness of this world. We see not yet all things put under us. We see not Christ, and heaven, and the book of life, and the mansions prepared for us. We walk by faith, and this faith leans on promises. But on those promises we may lean confidently. They will bear all the weight that we can lay on them. We shall find one day, like the Virgin Mary, that God keeps his word, and that what he has spoken, so he will always in due time perform. Notes, Luke chapter 1, verses 46 to 56. 47. My Saviour. Let us not fail to notice the Virgin Mary's expression of need of salvation. It would be difficult to find a more complete answer to the Romish doctrine respecting her, and especially the doctrine of the Immaculate Conception, than her language in this hymn. Verse 51. His arm. A remark of Whitby on this expression is worth notice. God's great power is represented by his finger, his greater by his hand, his greatest by his arm. The production of lice was by the finger of God. Exodus chapter 8 verse 19. His other miracles in Egypt were wrought by his hand. Exodus chapter 3 verse 20. The destruction of Pharaoh and his host in the Red Sea by his arm. Exodus chapter 15 verse 6. End of section 8.